0: Welcome to the Peckway Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. At Peckway, our mission is to transform lives by connecting people with God and with each other. It's our hope that this message will give you hope and encourage you to take the next step in your journey with Christ. For more information about our services and weekly ministries, visit us at peckwaychurch.com.
1: we want to introduce to you this morning sir you
2: can just remain seated as we do that today but if you already know it feel free to sing along with it but we're going to sing a song that talks about praising the Lord and I'm reminded of Paul and Silas when they were uh, in their prison cell and they were singing at midnight and God shook that place opened the prison doors and they were able to walk out and so when we praise the Lord he does that same thing for us And uh, David said, let praise forever be on our lips. So let's sing this morning. Join us if you know it, like I said. If not, just enjoy, and we'll do it together soon.
1: Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. sounds like
2: This morning. It's so great to see you here today. Thank you so much for choosing to be with us. I need this to move around with me, so I'm going to do a couple of things here as we do that this morning. Uh, if you uh, our, our first time guest with us today. Thank you so much for being here with us at Peckway Church. Um, we would love to be able to connect with you and say hello. Just reach out and open a line of communication, uh, a way to pray with you, but also give you resources so that we can uh, let you know and see if this if Peckway is a place that uh, you would like to call home. We would love for you to, of course, but we'd love to be able to do that. So a very simple way to do that today is you can take out your mobile device and simply text the word hello to 717-878. Seven two five six seven nine. Again, that word is hello, and it's 717-872-5679. Also, though, you can, uh, if you're online watching today, you can click on the connect link in the chat window, and you can do that same thing, of course. Uh, and then here in person, inside of your bulletin is a gray connection card. I'm going to invite you to take that out. Even now as I'm speaking, uh, go ahead and fill out that card this morning. But again, a great way for us to be able to provide resources with you, open lines of communication. And also to pray with you. And uh, as a staff, we do that. We love to be able to connect with you, to be able to reach out and say hello, to let you know that we're praying with you along uh, with you with whatever things you might be walking through. Um, Also, there is a card in there. Next week is Mother's Day and we are going to be celebrating moms here and there's going to be some great things we'll do. We'll have some giveaways. We're going to have a great photo booth for you and your family uh, so that you'll have a picture to share, memories over the years. Uh, So several things. So be sure to be with us as we do that. And then that next week after that, we're going to have Ben Fuller with us, uh, a great guy that's going to share his testimony and song with us. So take that card with you. You can go on the website. You can check him out. Um, There's a website on on that card, uh, but share that with your friends and family this week. It's going to be a great time as we do that together. Well, we are continuing, our, or not continuing, but this is the last installment of our sermon series, Fresh Start, and uh, today we're going to be talking about choices, and you know, we all have choices, right? You made a choice to be here this morning. You made a choice to view online. We just sang about the song that we just sang was a choice to praise, a choice to worship God, and so today we're going to be looking at the choice that we have for a fresh start that we can choose to do that and in deuteronomy chapter 30 um, it talks about the choice that god gives us and he says to choose life to love the lord your god obey him and be faithful to him And then your descendants will live long in the land that he promised to give your ancestors, it says. So when I think about that, I think about the choices that we have. You know, we've talked about making that fresh start, making the choices to be able to follow God and not be distracted by the things that the world throws at us. And so I want to share a testimony with you this morning of someone who did that, that when she had dark circumstances in her life, that she chose to look to God and let him lead her as she made a fresh start.
3: holding him and uh, had him really um he answered answered my prayers and brought me through. Um, and just like my quote said, whenever I'm struggling, Jesus will always get me through. Um, and another part of my life that I would like to share is I had a group of girls. Um, I have a group of girls uh, that are in Bible study who are were really lost in their way, didn't know where they were at with Jesus, where they wanted to be with Jesus. Um and we meet every other Girls are now in the process of forming their with Jesus. Um, so all of these things today that I'm sharing with you um, are the main reason why Jesus is the light of my life and I will always have a strong creative faith in him. Thank you.
2: So I'm gonna invite you to stand with us. Maybe you have a story like Amber today, a battle that you're facing, but we have that choice that we can choose, so let's choose to praise him this morning, and as we do, the song talks about that we give it to him, we lay it at his feet this morning, because the battle belongs to him. Let's sing.
1: THE BATTLE BELONGS TO YOU
2: AND IF YOU ARE FOR ME WHO CAN BE AGAINST ME? FOR JESUS THERE'S NOTHING IMPOSSIBLE
1: When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our
2: to him, right? And we are who he says we are. If you are a child of God, he says that you are chosen. And so that's what we sing about here today, because we know that we are safe and secured him, just like the song that we just sang said. So let's sing it to him. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in, oh, his love for
1: me, oh, his love for me. The sun sets free, oh, it's free indeed, I'm a child.
2: a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Sing it.
1: Yes, he died.
2: Sing this together, that we are chosen. Sing it with me. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Sing it again. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say. this morning. Sing it again.
1: I am chosen not forsaken I am
2: are chosen. You are a child of God. If you've walked into that relationship with him, and uh, let's just bow our heads. Just examine your heart today. Can you declare that? Can you say that today? That I am a child of God. I'm a child of the King. That you've made that choice. That you've chosen to follow him. God, as we Uh, are quiet in these next few moments. Lord, would you stir our hearts? Would you help us to see where we are today in our relationship with you, Jesus? Are we in a place of knowing that we're chosen, God? Or maybe we're struggling with that choice. Maybe fear and doubt is keeping us from that place today. God, we thank you for the example of the men and women that you uh, have placed uh, in our hearts and lives, God, um, to show us examples of who you are, Jesus. People in the Bible, people that we walk with in our lives, in our workplaces, um, in our families, whatever it might be. So thank you today for that. And uh, Lord, as we open now your word, as we look into uh, the choices, Father, of Um, of that we have today the choice that's before us god lord would you speak to our hearts now uh, as we do that and we pray and ask this in jesus name amen you may be seated
0: thank you scott thank you worship team and i don't know a better song really to set up this final message in the series and the song that we just sang i mean what what a thought I don't know about you, but as I thought about that course, I thought about those words in my life, I had to ask myself candidly, um, Jerry, how would some of your responses to troubles, difficulties, challenges that I face, just like you face, how would it be different if I really owned that? That I'm chosen, not forsaken? How would I respond if I really believed I am who God says I am? And if you're not clear about that, let me tell you what God says about you, He says about me. We're the beloved. We're the apple of His eye we are the reason that his son sent his son jesus to die on a cross because he loves us because we're chosen we are his chosen people but with that let me just kind of move into the morning's message really and it keeps with this theme and it's really this folks have you ever found yourself somewhere where you didn't want to be struggling with challenges you didn't create yourself have you ever been there probably we've all been there and if you have then I would guess that you probably, like me in those moments, have felt helpless, hopeless, and more than anything else, longing just to do a reset, just to have a fresh start. And yet, if, again, if you're like me in those moments, then you've considered the reality of your situation. and You've probably thought to yourself, barring a miracle from God is not going to change. Have you ever been there? Have you ever faced those situations in life where you really said, I'm dealing with problems I didn't create, and I just feel trapped. I just feel hopeless. Well, I've got good news for you if you do, and the news is from David. Yes, the David who, as a young boy, defeated the giant of a man named Goliath with nothing but a stone and a sling. And I want you to listen to what he wrote, for he says this, God gives a hand to those who are down in their luck. Gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. Now, some of us need to hold on to this. Some of us need to grab that truth. But here's what I want to say today, folks. We are going to see what it is that you and I need to do to put ourselves in a place where God can do that for us. What we need to do to put ourselves in that place where God can do that for us. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to look at a scene from the life of a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus simply means Bar, his son, and, and Timaeus was his father. Bartimaeus simply means son of Timaeus. Okay, and we're going to look at the scene of his life, and let's just begin, if you have your message notes, the story is recorded for us in the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter. If you have your message notes, all the verses are there, but let me begin reading for you from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark from the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed them. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, again son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him and he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling for you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, in other words, my teacher, the blind man, said, "I, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man can see. And he followed Jesus down the road. Now again, I'm assuming this, and I think it's a safe assumption, and here's the assumption, folks. Many of us can identify where I think Bartimaeus was that day, sitting beside the road. In other words, I think many of us, because of maybe a love, loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of a relation, maybe the, the loss of a dream, maybe because of an addiction, maybe because of an illness, maybe because of a betrayal or a fear, whatever the cause, All of us at one time or another, most of us anyhow, have known what it's like to feel hopeless, to feel unable to help ourselves. Now, Bartimaeus was there, I believe, as I read the story, because he wanted his life to be different. He wanted to live optimistically about the future, and yet here's the reality. He couldn't get past his current circumstances and his current circumstances were he was blind, which meant, and we need to net this out, folks, because there were not social assistance programs in that day. There, there weren't, you know, uh, any, anything to help a blind man or a blind woman. So what that meant, in essence, being blind meant that Bartimaeus couldn't work, and that meant that he couldn't provide for himself. And that meant that he was dependent on the compassion and sympathy and care of others to just make it through another day, which bottom line meant Bartimaeus was stuck. Stuck in a hopeless situation. That is, until Jesus came into his life. And then I want to suggest to you, everything changed. And and I want to stop long enough to say this to you folks. What that very scene says to us, that very observation says to us, is regardless of how Impossible. the situation we're facing today may seem to us and in fact may be for us. Bartimaeus teaches us that Jesus can give us a fresh start. He can give us a new beginning. But that new beginning and fresh start is contingent upon you and I choosing to make the same five choices that Bartimaeus made because here's what I want us to understand. And and this is essential, folks. I've said all the way through this series that only Jesus can give us a fresh start. And that's absolutely true. But we need to balance that with the fact that you and I, folks, have a responsibility and the choice to put ourselves in the place where Jesus can do that in our lives because He will not violate our will. He will not force His help upon us. And so you and I have a responsibility to choose to put ourselves in a place where Jesus can give us a fresh start. And that's what Bartimaeus is going to teach us today. We're going to look today at the five choices Bartimaeus made to put himself in the place where Jesus could give him a fresh start. So let's begin. Here's the first choice Bartimaeus made, and it was this. He chose to seize the opportunity. He chose to seize the opportunity. For, take a look at what we read in Matthew chapter 10, verses 46 and 47. It says, And Jesus' and his disciples left town. A large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now folks, there are moments in life when Jesus comes near to us. But here's the thing we need to understand. Those moments do not last forever. And and so folks, we have to seize the moment. Otherwise, we will find ourselves, just like Bartimaeus, in this moment, sitting where we don't want to be begging alongside the road of life, if you will. We'll find ourselves stuck in a rut. Now, Mark makes it clear that before hearing that Jesus was coming down the road, in other words, that Jesus was nearby, Bartimaeus was just living life. He was just doing what he always did. He was simply facing another discouraging day, hoping that someone with compassion and pity and mercy would stop and give him enough, or several would give him enough, to just make it through another day, to just live one more day. But he had no idea, he had not anticipated, he had not heard that Jesus would pass by. He only heard about it as it was happening. But having learned about it, having heard about it, Bartimaeus didn't procrastinate. He didn't deliberate. What he did instead is he acted. He seized the opportunity. He made the most of the moment. Now let me say it again, folks. I've already said it, but let me say it again. God, because he loves us, looks for opportunities to draw near to us, to pass by. And, and that is an incredible thing. That is, a th- that is a promise. That is a reality we ought to, hope to hold on to it hope for but the reality is as good as that is folks there is a possible downside to all of that and here's the possible downside we can presume on God's love for us we can presume on the amount of time God is going to give us in life and we can presume on our ongoing openness to God's love and compassion and care for us and when we do that you know what happens we let the moments pass we let them pass because we tell ourselves, you know what, now's not a good time. I mean, if, if I make that decision to follow Jesus now, if I make that decision to open to my life God, God now, the reality is it might stress, in fact, it will stress some of my relationships. It will cut into some of my pleasures and my pastimes, and it will certainly force me to reevaluate my priorities. And for that reason, instead of seizing those moments, folks, what we tend to do, is we procrastinate and before we know it days turn into weeks turn into months and turn into years and even decades and all the while what's happening in your life and mine is our eyes are growing blind to God's presence our ears are growing deaf to his call and our heart grows colder and colder to his love and that's why Luke reminds us that Jesus said this Jesus said no procrastination no backwards look. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, I want, you, I want to give you a fresh start. I want you to have that hope, that help. So don't let anything or anyone keep you from receiving the fresh start that you desperately, desperately need in your life. So let me just hit pause there long enough to ask you this question. Where do you need to stop procrastinating when it comes to receiving a fresh start from God? Where is it in your life? Wherever it is, I just want to say this to you folks please stop making excuses. Stop waiting for the ideal time. There is no ideal time. Instead, seize the moment. Do it now, seize the day. And so that's the first choice you and I have to make. We have to choose to seize the opportunity to call out to Jesus. But I want to tell you as soon as you do that, as soon as I do that, we have a second choice to make. And here's the second choice. And Bartimaeus faced it, and that is we have to choose to disregard the discouragers. We have to choose to disregard the discouragers. Because we need to understand in in, in a spiritual sense, not just a practical sense, though this is true too, but in a very real spiritual sense, folks, we need to recognize in these moments of a fresh start, looking, seeking, receiving a fresh start, we have a spiritual adversary who does not want us to change, who does not want you or me to become the women or men that God created us to be. And so for that reason, He constantly, persistently works to keep you and to keep me from putting ourselves in the place where Jesus can give us a fresh start. And one of the greatest tools that he has at his disposal to do that is discouragement. And folks, the primary source of discouragement that he has in your life and mine is the disapproval of others. The disapproval of others. And that reality is seen clearly in this scene from Bartimaeus' life. Take a look at the next verse there on your outline. It says, Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now I think you know this, but let me state the obvious. It's my gift. Bartimaeus was blind, but Bartimaeus was no fool. And what I mean by that is Bartimaeus was smart enough, as you and I are smart enough to know, that anytime we think about calling out to Jesus, the people in the crowd are immediately, often are going to oppose us. In other words, Bartimaeus knew that the moment he called out to Jesus, those in the crowd would be provoked to opposition and rejection and trying to silence him. For they would reason that Jesus is far too important far too busy, had too many far more important things to do than to be bothered with this blind beggar at the side of the road, this nobody. And yet here's the thing, even though he was smart enough to know that, he still called out to Jesus. He still persisted in calling out to Jesus. Now, here's the question we need to ask when we think about that. Why? Why would he do that? And I would suggest you it's because he desperately needed a fresh start and he was spiritually savvy enough to know that Jesus could give it to him. And so he cried out, Mark tells us, he shouted, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And even when the crowds tried to silence him and tell him you're making a fool of yourself, you're bothering Jesus, he still persisted. And Mark tells us he shouted even louder, Son of David. Have mercy on me. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but I'll just be honest with you about me. The fact that Bartimaeus never lost sight of who and what really mattered in that moment, even as the crowd tried to silence him and discourage him, inspires me. And it challenges me, because I'll be honest with you, folks, I can all too easily be cowed into fear by the opinions and disapproval of other people. And for that fact, I can so easily lose focus on Jesus and keep myself from doing the things that I know to do to become the person Jesus created me to be. But I'll be bold enough to say to you, I don't think I'm alone in that. I think probably every one of us, to one degree or another, find ourselves with voices in our life that we need to ignore. It might be our voice. It might be the parent's voice. It might be a a peer's voice. But folks, all of us have voices in our life that tell us God doesn't have time for you. You're not important to God. God has far more important things to be doing than to be bothered with your little problems. You're not significant to God. God wouldn't be bothered with you. But listen to me. If you hear those voices, understand they're lying to you. They are lying to you because Jesus said this. Take a look at the next verse. Jesus said, I will never turn away anyone who comes to me. That's Jesus' promise. So let me ask you this question. Whose discouragement or disapproval do you need to disregard? Disregard. Who in your life is speaking words of discouragement and disapproval that you need to just disregard? Let me say this to you. ever name comes to your mind, and I don't want to hear it, I don't want you to write it down, but whoever's name comes to mind, I want you to place right beside it this verse. For here's what Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, had to say. He says, fear of human opinions disables you. Trusting in God protects you from that. Folks, the reality is, as I look at that verse, I believe every one of us struggle to one degree or another with the fear of other people's opinions. But I also know this. For some of us, that fear is completely, totally disabling. And so I want to give you a principle that I believe can set us free from that fear, from it controlling us, dominating. Not from us feeling it, but from being controlled by it. And here's the principle. Let the promise of Jesus' help Drown out the disapproval of others. Let the promise of Jesus' help drown out the disapproval of others. That's what Bartimaeus did here. I mean, even though he had men and women screaming at him and yelling at him and telling him you're embarrassing yourself and you're bothering Jesus, he didn't let it stop him. Instead, he kept calling out because I believe he was convinced he was holding on to the promise that not only he was doing what he needed to do, but he was holding on to the promise that he actually believed that Jesus wanted him to do it. And because he did that, because he leaned into that promise, that the words of Jesus that he knew he would not forsake us, he wouldn't abandon us, he wouldn't reject, it, reject us, he was able to make a third choice, which was to ask for a fresh start in faith. To ask in faith for a fresh start. Take a look at what we read next. It said, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man, that is Bartimaeus, answered, Teacher, I want to see. Now, if you're here last week, we, we asked the question of Jacob, why did God ask his name? And we need to ask the same question here. Why in the world would Jesus ask Bartimaeus what he wanted him to do for him? I mean, again, as God, Jesus knows everything, right? And so it seems self evident Jesus knew. But I would suggest to you, even at a more basic level, that Jesus didn't need to be God to be able to figure out what Bartimaeus wanted, right? I mean, the man was living at the side of the road, begging for his existence. What do you think he wanted? He wanted to see. And so here's the question. Why did Jesus ask him what he needed? I want to tell you, folks, it's because Jesus wanted to give Bartimaeus the opportunity to ask for it, to create a context where he could ask in faith for what he needed, because here's what was going on. While those men and women in the crowd were more than willing to tell Bartimaeus to be quiet, to leave Jesus alone, to not talk to him, to not bother him, they would never say the same thing to Jesus. They would never tell Jesus to leave Bartimaeus alone, to not talk to him. And so what Jesus was doing was creating a context, a space for Bartimaeus to ask for what he needed. And here's what it gets real practical, folks. Jesus does the same thing for you and me. He asks you, he asks me, even now, he's asking, what do you need me to do for you? So take a second and answer that question. What do you need Jesus to do for you? What do you need him to do for you? Whatever it is, I want to encourage you asking for it because, folks, when we ask in faith, that's when Jesus begins to work in our lives. It took Bartimaeus stating his need before Jesus went to work in a profound way. And that leads to the fourth choice that we need to make that made, Bartimaeus made and we need to make, and that is we need to receive the gift of a fresh start from God. We need to receive God's gift of a fresh start. For take a look what we read next. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And it says immediately he regained his sight now, in response to Bartimaeus' request, Jesus did for him what he couldn't do for himself. He gave him a fresh start, a brand new beginning. And folks, he gave him truly a gift, because, and it was a gift of grace. Because there was nothing Bartimaeus could do to earn it or deserve it. And that shouldn't surprise us because the word gift and grace in the Greek New Testament are from the same Greek word. Caris. It, 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 and so here's what we need to understand in this, in this context. God's gift is His grace. And God's grace is what gifts you and me a fresh start. That's why Paul said this. Take a look at the next verse. In the it says, For as by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, I want to pause just a second and just really draw out for you what I think is very, three very important truths about grace that that passage gives us. And here's the first, and most of us already know that, and that is grace is a gift. There's nothing you can do, and there's nothing I can do to earn it or deserve it. It is a free gift. Second, it's received through faith. But let me just disabuse you if you think faith is some kind of naive, you know, baseless hope. Faith in the Bible is not naive, faith, baseless hope. It is faith and hope in the character and the goodness of God. In this case, in the character and the goodness and the faithfulness of Jesus. And so it's received by faith. The third thing about grace is this. We need to know that it leads us to do good works. It leads us to do good works. That's back to early where we began. That folks, in other words, we don't do good works to get God to love us or to help us. We do good works because of the fact, the reality that God loves us and he helps us. So while Bartimaeus was physically blind, folks, he was spiritually insightful. Because he understood very clearly that his only shot at a fresh start was to ask for it by faith and to receive it as a gift of God's grace, an undeserved gift of grace. And folks, that leads us to the final choice that Bartimaeus made, and that is to remain connected to God. To remain connected to God, or if you will, to Jesus, They're one and the same. Particularly what we we'll read next. He regained his sight and began following Jesus on the road. What happened in that moment in this encounter with Jesus and receiving this incredible gift of grace and sight, Bartimaeus went from living a life with no hope and no future to living with real hope and a real future. And the only reason that was possible is because Bartimaeus realized and recognized that Jesus was far more than a great teacher. He was far more than a miracle worker. Bartimaeus recognized that Jesus was, in fact, the son of David. And that phrase, son of David, you can equate, when you read son of David, you can read Messiah, anointed one, the Savior of the world. In other words, Bartimaeus recognized that Jesus was much more than just simply an ordinary man with incredible teaching or healing powers. He recognized he was God in the flesh. And for that reason, he immediately, after receiving the fresh start, left his old life behind. And and Mark tells us, began following Jesus down the road. And if you're familiar, if you have your Bibles open, you know the very next scene on that road is Jesus entering Jerusalem. And tradition tells us, not only did Bartimaeus follow Jesus to Jerusalem, but he followed him to the foot of the cross. But here's what I want us to understand, folks. Every one of us, any of us who receive that gift of that fresh start, are faced with the very same choice. The choice between will we remain beside the road in the pain and the problems of our past, or will we follow Jesus down the road into an unknown, but God-appointed, God-anointed future? Now, there's only one of those two choices that will lead to your happiness and your f- fulfillment, and my happiness and my fulfillment. And Nicodemus chose it. So here's my encouragement, folks let's stop living blindly through life, going blindly through life. And instead, let's follow Nicodemus's example and remain connected to Jesus. Because not only is Jesus the only one who can give us the fresh start, Jesus is the only one who can ensure that fresh start continues to be a reality in our life day in and day out. That's why Paul said this. He said, everything that we have, underline that, everything that we have, right thinking, right living, a clean slate, and a fresh start comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. So here's the challenge. Let's seize the moment. The opportunity to call out to Jesus. Let's disregard the discouragement of others. Let's ask in faith for a fresh start. Let's receive it as God's gift to us. But then, folks, let's remain connected to Him. Because if we fail to do that last one, then you and I will remain stuck in the rut beside the road. And the only difference between a rut and a grave is the length. It's the only difference, folks. And so, we need to live out our faith the way that Bartimaeus did. For James tells us this, if people say they have faith, but do nothing, their faith is worth nothing. As I close, folks, I want to say to you that because Jesus loves us, I can promise you He is passing by today. For He promised where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. In the midst of them so Jesus is passing by today in your life and mind here's the question we need to ask ourselves what will I choose to do about it how will I choose to respond let's bow our heads for prayer with our heads bowed and our eyes closed I just want to encourage you in this moment just for the next few minutes to just filter out the distractions And focus in on the fact that Jesus really is passing by. Because He wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to give you and me a new, a renewed beginning. So here's the question you need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself. What will we choose to do about it? Will you seize the opportunity to call out to Him? if you've never done that, then right now, like Bartimaeus, just simply say to him, Jesus, Son of David, Savior of the world, have mercy on me. I need your gift of forgiveness. I need your gift of a fresh start. I'm choosing today to no longer be afraid of what other people might say about the fact that I'm choosing to follow you because I know I know that You're the only one who can give me a fresh start. Then would you say, Jesus, I believe what You said when You said You will never turn anyone away who comes to You. And so in faith today, I'm, I'm receiving the gift of a fresh start. And by the help and the power of your spirit, I am going from this moment on to follow you down the road one step at a time. I want to give you just a minute in your own words for just to say that to Jesus. Just ask Him for a first start. Call out for a first start. And then receive it as a gift from God, the gift that it truly is. Now, if you're praying, continue to pray. But let me just say to you, if you ask for that fresh start, if you're asking for that fresh start today, then I'm going to invite you. I'm going to ask you to let me know about it because I not only want to be praying for you, but we want to send you some materials to better help you understand that fresh start and begin a conversation with us, those of us on staff, to where we can better support you and encourage you on that journey down the road following Jesus. So let me know about your decision and and the way you can do that is in just a moment when we finish praying just take out your connect card here in the building or online just click over to the digital connect card and and check the box that says my decision today is to begin a relationship with Jesus my decision today is to begin following Jesus but let us know about your decision because we really do want to encourage you on the journey. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for teaching us so clearly through your encounter with Barabbas the choices we need to make to put ourselves in a place where we give you access, permission, and, and the freedom to bring into our lives a fresh start. And I just want to say as I end, Father, I just want to pray that for those who ask for that fresh start, or maybe get back into that relationship, I pray that you will reassure them that they have received a fresh start because of your great love for them, because of your great compassion for them. And I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Well, thank you so much for being with us this morning. And I do encourage you to, uh, on that card, let us know if you made a decision. On the back there, you'll see my decision today. And you can check the box uh, that applies to you. You can do that online as well. But we encourage you uh, to do that because we would love to be able to help you take those next steps. as I was reminded about God's grace today in the message and how God is the giver of grace, but the giver of all good things too. And so we have that same opportunity to give as well. It's part of our worship. And uh, so I just wanted to remind you about that. If you would like to know how to do that, you can find envelopes at the back of the room if you'd like to give in person. Um, And then you can easily give online through our app, um, through the website as well. But uh, it's just a way that we can give back to God what he's given to us. He blesses us to bless others, and that's how we're able to carry on ministry here at Peckway Church. So in light of those things, uh, I'm reminded of that today. And so thank you again for your attention, for being here worshiping with us. It's been great to do that, and I look forward to doing that with you again next week on Mother's Day. I hope you have a great day.